Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, thank you to Rexy for a great job on Sega Mixer Drive, even though you did overrun by half an hour. <laughs> I'll get you back for that later. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, Sega Mixer Drive was great. And um, as part of the Mega Drive Mini Marathon that we're running here on Radio Sega, uh, I'm going to be taking an in-depth look at the original Mega Drive and doing a brief overview of its history. So, let's get started. After the SG-1000 and the Master System, uh, the Mega Drive is Sega's third games console. It was developed as a response to Nintendo's domination of the Japanese and North American markets, along with the release of the NEC's PC Engine in 1987. Sega's R&D team, which were led by Masami Ishikawa and supervised by Hideki Sato, decided to use the success of Sega's 16, uh, System 13... Uh, I can't say words. Sega's System 16, that's a lot of S's, arc, uh, arcade board to bring the 16-bit arcade graphics and power to the home. This was coupled with the Motorola 68000 processor as the main CPU for the visuals and the Zilog Z80 as the secondary CPU to handle the sound. This would make up the major parts of the console. The Motorola CPU would have caused the price of the Mega Drive to be substantially higher were it not for some fairly clever negotiations which allowed Sega to get their CPU for a tenth of its normal price. So, I'm going to do some music. And hello to everybody in the chat. So we've got um, Eclipse and Blast Gamer and Rexy, of course. Uh, Green Viper. Um, my husband Greyfall is around somewhere. Uh, Rick. Uh, what else have we got? There's, there's, there's quite a few people kicking around in the chat, I think. Um, JM the Bait? I'm not sure how you pronounce your name, but there we go. So let's have some music first of all. So a lot of this is going to be from the original Mega Drive. Uh, so and so there are some uh, some requests in here. So from Bonanza Brothers, uh, here is Bonanza Brothers Duty, which is also labelled as BGM number one. And after that, we've got Aladdin Camel Jazz, which was requested by Blast Gamer ninety eight. So let's listen to those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the musical break. Oh, 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 
back. And that was Aladdin Camel Jazz, which was re- requested by BlastGamer98. And before that, we had the Bonanza Brothers, Bonanza Brothers Duty, aka BGM number one. So, the Mega Drive's case design was handled by a team led by Mitsushigi Shirawai, I think. Their main inspiration behind the case came from audio equipment and automobiles. Their main goal was to design a case that gave the impression of power and would also appeal towards adults as well as children. The console wasn't even called the Mega Drive to begin with. Its codename at the time was the Mark V. The name was decided on after viewing over 300 proposals. As we all know by this point, the name was changed for the North American market to the Genesis with reports that the change was being due to a trademark dispute over the name. I did manage to find out that the company in question was called Mega Drive Systems, a company which dealt with computer hardware and storage devices. So you can kind of understand why, because there was some crossover in terms of uh, what sort of markets they'd be dealing with, and if you were trying to deal with a catalogue and uh, said, I would like a Mega Drive, please, and you received a games console instead of your dedicated computer hardware, you might be a bit annoyed. Mega Drive systems were bought out by Data Direct Networks in around 1998, and they did retain rights to the name of the Mega Drive and as well as the site MegaDrive.com in North America up until 2008, after which the company appears to have closed down and the trademarks were released. At this point, the console has always been known as the Genesis, so it's not really any point changing the name in the US. So... Um... Jam Beta say, asking where they can request songs. Um... You can request songs before, but I I tend to assemble the playlist in advance. So usually if you message me before the show starts, I can uh, fit a song in. If you happen to have something that I've got that you want to hear, then I might be able to squeeze it in. Um, Otherwise, I'd have to go looking and it tends to take a while. Um, So yeah, uh, Rex is saying, what was the Mark IV? It's the Master System, the international version. So yes, the Mark IV did exist, it was a different one. Grey 4 is as quick as usual. <laughs> Never mind. Right then, let's have some more music. Uh, so yeah, Gemma Bay, if you want to request some music in future, uh, private message me before my show starts. Uh, usually I've advertised what the show topic's going to be, so something um, relevant is usually a good idea. Anyway, let's have some real music, shall we? Uh, so, so we've already heard some Gunstar Heroes, but let's have a bit more. So, from Gunstar Heroes, the theme of uh, Smash Daisaku. And after that, we're from Shinobi 3, um, Aideten. Or Aideten, or however you pronounce that. <laughs> right, let's listen to those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the musical break.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! from Shinobi 3 out of 10 and before that we had Gunstar Heroes theme of uh, Smash uh, Daisaku so we're talking about uh, Sega ma- uh, naming schemes um, the whole like Mark well, 4 Mark 5 thing my research suggests that at the time of kind of early in Sega's uh, console making history the management of Sega were kind of slightly obsessed with cars and were using um, cars not only as a design inspiration, but also as a naming template, which is why you've got all the different marks, like you would with certain brands of car. This doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. Um, They moved to the whole planetary naming scheme uh, not long after. So uh, things like the 32X originally being codenamed Mars, uh, got the Saturn obviously, there was the Pluto and Neptune, which were never released. I'm going to have to talk about those sometime, actually go into detail about them. Um, so Grateful suggested uh, 
something that might make sense of that planetary naming scheme, though, because he suggested that um, if the Mega CD was supposed to be Earth, the 32X was Mars, and then there was the Saturn. So that could kind of make sense of it. Although Blascape is saying it's a shame they changed it, because what if, if what uh, Skyblaze says about car naming scheme is true, they could have called the CD the Mark V TDI and the 32X the Mark V Sport. That would have been amazing. And the game, uh, Greyforce saying, and the Game Gear could have been the Master System GT. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yes. Right. Uh, on to the Mega Drive launch, then. Uh, back to my actual topic. The Mega Drive was launched on October the 29th, 1988. Uh, the console met less than expected sales due to Nintendo's release of Super Mario Bros. 3 the week before selling only 400,000 units in the first year. In an effort to make sure that uh, sales pack picked up, uh, Sega started to design and release peripherals and software, such as the Sega Mega Answer, which was, believe it or not, an answering machine linked to the Mega Drive. There was also an online banking system. Uh, some of these I have talked about in previous episodes. Sales in the US didn't fare much better when the sales and marketing were handled by Tonka in early 1989, didn't meet Sega's expectations. Sega then actually tried to do a deal with Atari, but Jack Tramiel, the CEO of Atari, just declined it for two reasons. One, that it was too expensive, and the other because they were busy concentrating on the Atari ST to try and sell another company's console. This led Sega to release it themselves through their Sega of America subsidiary in August 89. The European release in 1990 was originally handled by Virgin Mastertronic, and while 20,000 units were ordered, this was increased to further 10,000 units after the console was displayed at the European Computer Entertainment Show at the Earl's Court in UK. There is something about um, the reason why Virgin got the job is because uh, the original distribution job had been handled by somebody else. Uh, I think the original distribution job for the Master System had been handled by somebody else, and they made a dog's breakfast of it. And uh, Virgin Mastertronic ended up taking up the contract, and did a much better job. Um, it's also worth noting that at the time, Sega had a fairly large footprint in Europe, because the, ma the Master System had done very, very well in places like the UK and France and Germany. Right then. So, I think that's enough of me babbling for now. So, let's have some more music then. If I can get my thing to display. There we go. So, from World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, we've got In the Stars. And then, after that, from Space Harrier 2, we have Illusion. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> right. I hope you enjoy these and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. Get ready. In the Stars and Space Harrier 2 Illusion. I'm, I was quite pleased with myself when I did that combination because I am easily amused. So, uh, Nicholas Amon was saying that uh, the Space Harrier 2 track uh, from Illusion sounded like something from uh, Fantasy Star. That's because it's the same composer and was comp- in fact composed around the, roughly the same time. Uh, sorry, Blast Game in 98 was sounding, it said it sounded like something out of Fantasy Star, and Nicholas Amand said that it was the same composer. My apologies. <sighs> you can tell it's been a long weekend, can't you? And I have a very busy tomorrow to look forward to as well. I'll go into detail on that later, although most of you probably know by this point. Anyway, Sega was sadly trailing behind Nintendo and the and NEC in the video game market for another couple of years until the introduction of Sega's brand new mascot. Oh yes, our favourite blue pointy hedgehog, Sonic. This blue speedster replaced Altered Beast as the Mega Drive bundled game. This, along with a price drop, was the boost that Sega needed as it allowed Sega to knock Nintendo out of the top spot which they had held since 1985 by that point. To keep a lead on Nintendo, who had only recently released the Super Nintendo, Sega had to make themselves more available to various types of games, ultimately leading the Mega Drive to having 10 games for every one that the SNES had. This meant that Sega outsold Nintendo four Christmases in a row, 
and meant that the Mega Drive had ended up having an absolutely enormous library of games of all types of all different types. During its lifespan, the Mega Drive had numerous events, such as the reverse engineering of its games and anti-piracy measures, as well as the video game violence controversy, thanks to games such as Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, which led to the creation of the ESRB. The Mega Drive also gained upgrades to try and keep it relevant, including the Mega CD and 32X. These were not universally well received, as we all know, but it, un but it did allow the console to continue to limp forward until 1998, when Sega discontinued their production of the consoles and moved on to the Saturn. However, that was not the end for the Mega Drive. Third parties are still producing the Mega Drive in variant or, or, or other types. Uh, sorry, in, vari in one variant or another. And it's the only fourth generation console to boast this achievement. While not all Mega Drives produced by these groups can be considered on par with the originals... <coughs> ah, games! Sorry, I have a terrible cough. Uh, the Mega Drive is still one of the longest running games consoles to still be produced. The only other console that can claim a longer production time is its predecessor, the Master System, which infamously is still produced and is still very popular in Brazil. Right, so a bit more music, and then after this musical block, we're gonna have our quiz. Now, some people seem to think that I do super hard quizzes, and I really don't know why. This one shouldn't be too bad, she says. They say, confidently. So I'm sure you guys will be absolutely fine. I mean, you listen to this show, right? So you should have a great Sega education by this point. So, let's have some more music. So from Golden Axe 2, we've got Ravage Village. And then from uh, Ninja Burai Densetsu, we've got Crimson Praise, which was requested by Nicholas Haman. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net. That was uh, Ninja Burai Densetsu, uh, Crimson Praise, which was requested by Nicholas Haman. And before that, we had Golden Axe 2 Ravaged Village. Uh, as I was saying in the chat, Golden Axe 2 was one of the first games I played on the Mega Drive because um, I had a, an SNES first. Yes, I know, I'm sorry. Um, 
So I have a bit of a soft spot for Golden Axe 2, even though it is a bit dodgy and not that great. But yeah, I have a bit of a soft spot for it. Uh, okay. And we're talking about Zool, uh, which was available on quite a lot of consoles and, and microcomputers. Uh, Gryforce saying Zool was available on 11 different consoles and microcomputers. That's insane. That's quite a lot of them. Although having said that, things like Outrun and uh, Afterburner got ported onto anything that would sit still for long enough. Right, um, gotta loop my talk bed. So, it's quiz time! And you can win a copy of the Steam code for the Mega Drive's Classics Collection. Uh, there are three codes available. So... The first, second, and third place winners will all get a, a copy of the Steam code and the um, accomplishment of having conquered one of my super hard quizzes, apparently. So, what I'm going to do here, uh, to avoid the problems that I usually get, I'm going to read out the questions. I'll also paste the questions into the Discord chat. There will then be a short musical break, just one track. And when we come back, the three entries with the most correct answers will win the codes. So you will have until the end of the musical break to get your answers into me. So hopefully that will avoid having loads of dead air. So uh, let us proceed. I hope you're all ready for this. So question one. What was the first non-Sega handheld that Sonic appeared on? What was the first non-Sega handheld that Sonic appeared on? Question 2. Mega Drive Heroes ToeJam and Earl are from which planet? Mega Drive Heroes ToeJam and Earl are from which planet? What were the names of the Bonanza Brothers? What were the names of the Bonanza Brothers. Complete this early 90s Sega advertising slogan. Do me a favour. Complete this early 90s Sega advertising slogan. Do me a favour. And question number five. For which game did Sega release the six-button Mega Drive joypad? For which game did Sega release the six-button Mega Drive joypad? Right, I'm going to paste those into the chat and then we will have a short musical break and we'll see how many people managed to get the right answers to me. So here we go, we've got uh, from Sonic 2, we've got Casino Night Zone. Enjoy that. Make sure you get a, a DM me with your answers.
And we are back. So I hope you've all got your answers in because the submissions are now closed. So first I'm going to read out the answers. And then we'll award the prizes. Okay. People really leaving it to the very last minute there. Okay, I'll accept them all, right? Okay, yeah. Just people got in just just under the finish line there. So well done to that. Well done to everybody who gave it a try. All of you got some right answers. Uh, so I'll read out the answers to the questions, and then I will um, read out three. Uh, then I'll announce the three winners. So, what was the first non-Sega handheld that Sonic appeared on? It was, in fact, the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Uh, question two. The Mega Drive heroes Toejam and Earl are from which planet? Funkotron. That one was a, a give, because was, that was pretty easy. Uh, what were the names of the Bonanza brothers? That was Robo and Mobo. Uh, complete this early 90s Sega advertising slogan. Do me a favour, plug me into a Sega. Uh, for those who don't remember that, that's your own fault for being too goddamn young. I say, shaking my cane, get off my lawn. Now, for which game did Sega release the six-button Mega Drive Joypad? That was Street Fighter II Championship Edition. So, let's have a look at our various entries. So the first person to get all of the questions right was BlastGamer98. So congratulations to BlastGamer98, you are in first place. Uh, in second place, there is um, Rick, who got uh, all of the, well, he got all of the answers nearly right. The wording on question four was slightly off. But because it was so close, I'm going to give uh, Rick second place. And then in third place, we've got Nicholas Haman, who has also won a copy of the Steam code for the Mega Drive collection. So congratulations to Nicholas, Rick, and BlastGamer98. Uh, please DM me and I will be sure to send over your codes as soon as I possibly can. Now then, now that that's over with. Right. Eric's saying I barely remember that ad. <laughs> Don't Google for I'm just old. <laughs> Yeah, me too. So I thoroughly sympathise. Congratulations to everybody who won a code. Now then, on to Chiptune Corner. So, I'll loop my talkbird. In March this year, a Serbian techno DJ called Remute released an album that was programmed entirely using the Mega Drive sound chip. This album was titled Techno Optimistic and was in fact released on a Mega Drive cartridge which did come along with the MP3 and flat downloads of the songs. The album can indeed be purchased through Bandcamp, and if you give me just a moment, I will drop the link in the Discord chat. 
Uh, because it is a physical, you do get the physical item. Um, it is uh, like, uh, like 30 odd euros. Uh, but on the other hand, you get a Mega Drive cartridge which plays music, which is pretty awesome. I think there's a little kind of um, music video in there as well. So, from Techno Optimistic by Remute, here we have, if I can make my stuff appear, Obsolete Trust. So let me know what you think about this and I will see you guys, speak to you guys again after the break.
are back. And that was uh, from the techno-automistic album by Remute, Obsolete Trust. Uh, I think it's a really good album, actually. I'd recommend giving it a listen. So thank you to everybody who tuned in today. Thanks to everybody who's in the Discord chat. Um, I hope everyone... Uh, many congratulations again to those who won the Steam codes. I hope everybody is ready to tune into the official um, Sega Twitch stream tomorrow, where myself, along with Green Viper, Gavi, and Ravsig, will be getting to play with the Mega Drive Mini. Also, on Tuesday at 8pm UK time, you will get more of Ravsig with his new show, Ravstom. So be sure to tune in then. I have been Skyblaze, and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Um, I don't know if there will be a show next week because I have to go into hospital on Friday and I don't know how well I'm going to react to that. I need to be sedated so I might be out of it by Saturday. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I will be sure to let you guys know if there's going to be a show. I hope there will be. But I don't know what's going to happen yet. So we'll find out. So thank you to everybody who's been in the chat. So we've had Serga and Eclipse and uh, JM Bait and BlastGaming98, Nicholas Aman, Rick, uh, who else have we had? Lots of people. They've been quite busy in the chat today. And Grey 4, of course. So I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for, tune, uh, for tuning in. This is I'm Skyblaze and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. One last track to go out on from Comic Zone. This is Last to Follow, a range version. Thank you so much for listening. Good night, everyone, and take care.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.